Hello and welcome again to another episode of The Awakener. In our last episode, we spoke about metaphors and taking thought walks so that we could be more creative. So today, I wanted to focus more on the use of metaphors and how we could be more convincing, more persuasive, and more fun, I guess, in our conversations in daily lives. What is a metaphor? A metaphor is a figure of speech that describes an object or action in a way that isn't literally true, but helps explain an idea or makes a comparison. A metaphor states that one thing is another thing. It's sort of a connection, a relationship, a comparison. It equates those two things, not because they are actually the same, but for the sake of doing comparison or symbolism. Now, specific to applying it to our daily lives and being more creative and persuasive and convincing, we want to make connections with our unconscious mind or the other person's unconscious mind, either when we are trying to negotiate, to buy or to sell, when we are leading people or following our leaders, when we have difficult situations and need to find redemption or need to find a way out, or when we want to ease in the conversation and try and soften the resistance of other people. Practically anything we want to do, we can use metaphors and it's available and accessible to us. Metaphors are creative. It appeals to the resistant person. As I mentioned a while ago, it eases conversations because it is not the judgmental. It is not attacking. It is not resisting. It is hard to resist an imagination, a comparison to a symbolic object. It connects people with core patterns in the person you're talking to, in their behaviors, thus enabling the listeners or the person you're talking to to change rapidly and be able to reframe a situation or to see things from your point of view. Let's take some examples. When a person needs to think many ways in a short time and is getting stressed, we can say that it is a game of chess. We can think of a story related to this so that a person feels a little bit more equipped with strategic thinking, I guess, critical thinking, or many ways of thinking so that he's able to get through a problem, a difficult problem. Let's talk about the term Trojan horse. Because of the famous story, when the wooden horse was believed by the Trojans as a peace offering to their gods and a symbol of victory, but not really. It is used metaphorically to mean any trick or strategy that causes a target to invite an enemy or a foe into a place that you thought you have secured well, in a place where you are complacent and then you are deceived by an appearance or something. You can use the metaphor of a Trojan horse to generate another option to win over competition. Or when there is chaos, you could say, oh, chaos is my guardian angel and I grow in chaos to help you reframe your attitude about chaos. Or when there is great fear, you could say, fear is my consultant. And hence, you know, it sort of tells you that there is something to learn from this state that you're feeling right now. You could encourage someone to embody a behavior or a state. When a person is not feeling comfortable or confident about something, you could say, you know what? All the world's a stage and all the men and women, we are just merely actors and players. We are all actors, and when we move one way, 
Our emotions follow. Motions drive emotions. Or we could say, life is a highway. Enjoy the adventure and drive safely. To encourage people to be risk takers, but not recklessly taking it too. You can call a problem about something as a storm. Here comes the storm. To help people anticipate the messy middle about to begin and warn your team, your tribe, your family, your friends to prepare for this storm. I love a metaphor. I love metaphors and I love experimenting on how easy it is to use and how effective it is when you launch it. Sometimes it doesn't fire too effectively when perhaps there is a problem in your intonation with the way you say it. It sounds a little bit sarcastic and people are not receiving it too well. Or maybe that the connection is not really too obvious or it's hard to actually just put two things together. It's just too different. But most of the time, metaphors are so effective. I find metaphors not just compelling, but also fun. Because it is just so imaginative. It has far-reaching changes in a person's life or even their work. Through the pandemic, people have felt stress and their comfort zones were threatened. They felt guilty over not participating something because there is fear. And using the metaphor of valley of despair, we were able to help a lot of people feel more validated, more comforted, and more aware that there is a better phase that follows. Because it is a valley, there is an uphill climb that follows after the valley and it generates more hope. Something else follows after the valley and people feel a little bit more comforted by this. Seeing relationships with two things that don't seem related but are related is like a graceful dance. It is like a flow. It is a dance and it is not a battle. So I use normal language or simple language when you could use more creative ways to win. So here are the benefits of metaphors. Number one, it can help your clients or your listeners or the person you're talking to to better understand something about the object or idea to which the metaphor is applied. You talk about metaphors, but that's not the problem. But you don't really talk about the problem itself. People become more imaginative and they are more enabled. They are empowered by this metaphor so that they could find a way forward. They could be more creative in generating options and they don't feel stuck. Remember, for this to work, the metaphor must be stronger or bigger than the problem. For example, the storm is stronger than the fight between people or the game of chess is more difficult to win than the wicked problem you find yourself facing right now. Metaphors build relationship. That's number two, it is gentle, and in a way, there is a lot of gesture energy. So it's a little bit safer when you use metaphors than when you just use normal, simple language. It builds rapport and even makes you a more engaging and wiser person. So that in itself should encourage you to use more metaphors, right? You just sound a little bit more intelligent. Number three, the third benefit of metaphor is it just allows you to be so creative. You generate and generate and generate. It generates possibilities. It widens the field of dreams and the field of opportunities. Metaphor is a gift of the unconscious mind. That's how I see it. You can communicate a great deal of meaning with just a word or phrase. And it just is a natural tool for reframing. It instantly changes mind. Instantly. That's the word. 
get people to think beyond their current state of affairs and enlarge rather than contract the field of vision and possibilities. A lot of our language could be contracting. It could be contracting. I mean, it, it's very negative. And with the use of metaphors, it's just more fun, safer, and a lot more enlarging. You know, they said that every human being uses six metaphors in a minute, consciously or unconsciously. I guess to a lot of us, a lot more unconsciously. I guess for us to be able to harness the power of metaphors, we need to be able to be more consciously practicing it and dishing it away. Take some big risks. Be courageous in firing it away. But be subtle and be a little bit sneaky. It is fun and it satisfies a difficult interaction. I would suggest to begin by reading more books, reading short stories if you don't have time. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step or a single book. Now there's another metaphor for you. And then launch these metaphors into conversations and really practice that every day. I mean every day. And because metaphors are the soul of life, it can also help your spirit be more creative and you will be a lot happier. Enjoy stories, enjoy metaphors, enjoy connecting, enjoy being creative. So there you go. Linguistics is a deep part of NLP. You will never know how deep the rabbit hole goes until you go. And like Alice in Wonderland, you assume many forms and change your size because you are growing and maturing with the use of language. Let us try to be more fluent and more proficient in using symbolic languaging instead of just normal, simple languaging so that we could recreate new opportunities in our sometimes tiring and monotonous everyday life. I hope you're able to get something out of today's topic. And remember, if you want change in your life, the sleeper must awaken. I'll see you in the next episode of The Awakener. And for the rest of this beautiful day, Stay close to God's thoughts and generate many more God's sparks in your life. And remember to always stay awake.